0: All right, let's go hour number two on a Tuesday. It is Chad and Zay. We hope you are having a good one. Coming up in about an hour, hoping to visit with Tony Khan of AEW, founder and co-owner. They're bringing AEW to the Moody Center for the first time tomorrow. You've heard Mark Henry on the station talking about it. By the way, tomorrow morning, 8.30 a.m., Mark Henry on Coke FM. Down the hall with Bob Cole, Eric Raines. And the crew. We don't normally tell you to tune away from our station, but for one of our sister stations, we do. And if Mark Henry and Bob Cole really start talking pro wrestling tomorrow morning, it could be awesome. Awesome. 8.30 in the morning. Check that out. Uh, Also, we got uh, a a lot of news and notes today. Doc Rivers getting fired in Philly. We also have a couple of Longhorn football updates for you before we dig into some more NBA. If you missed it, we got a kick time. In T-town, ladies and gentlemen, Texas at Alabama, they will kick. Not at 11 a.m., not at 2:30, 6 p.m. kicks Zay. Eh? prime time baby. Come on now, six o'clock a September kick in Tuscaloosa. That's so cool for any Texas fan that's making that trip. You get you get a little more of your day to chill, a little tailgating. Go hang out with some Bama folks. Big Brand meets Big Brand. Say hi. Only the second time you've like ever played them. Yo, man. Every time I
1: think of this match, I just start shadow boxing. There you go. It's just fighting words. It's, this is the start of the season. Oh yeah. What about Ryze? Okay. Yeah. We we gonna handle them. We ain't worried about them. We gonna handle them.
0: Yeah. Sorry, second, that, second time in Tuscaloosa is what I meant okay, to say. My bad. Okay,
1: but, you know, yeah. when we go up there to Bama, I expect to whoop some ass, take home some red velvet cake. Look at you. And I want to come in here for the post-game show at around 11 p.m., as hype as I've ever been a very long
0: time. Ready to get fired up. I'm ready to get fired up. Yeah. What's all about? 6 o'clock kick for Texas and Alabama. We do not have a 6 o'clock kick right now for Texas and Oklahoma. We know it's going to be on ABC, and they've said the time is to be determined. Oh, man. We all know when they're kicking that game. We all know. (laughs) We all know. Because the, the powers that be are scared to death of the idea of the sun setting on any part of that football game. So they're going to kick it at 11 in the morning. I wish they'd at least go two thirty for you guys, so y'all could get up, enjoy a corn dog at a normal hour. But no, they're so scared. They're so scared. Oh my God, it's nighttime in Dallas. They're so scared. They're not going to do it.
1: Yeah, some of y'all never been to South Dallas at nighttime. It's Maybe. gonna be a little different. It get a little different for some of y'all if y'all never been. Maybe. Somebody like me, that's that seems like home.
0: <laughs> I was going to say, it's I, like, just another family reunion. I have been to that part of Dallas many, many times at night for concerts and we left and I made it home safely. <laughs> and I don't know what all of y'all are freaking out about. I really don't. I don't know, man. But Chad, th- sometimes people have to park their cars in a driveway. And mm-hmm. what if they're going oh, stop it? Just stop
1: it. It's hard to trust Jerome trying to take 20s from the McDonald's up across the street for you to park.
0: It's hard to trust that. Ah, trust it yeah. in the daytime and not at night. <laughs> is that what it is? The night falls and all of a sudden Jerome yeah, Jerome's like, you know, chopping your car. Is that what you're saying? Uh-huh. Smoking cools. (laughs) Come on now. (laughs) All right, so those are your updates on Texas football. Texas at Bama, 6 o'clock kick. That's going to be a lot of fun for y'all that get to go. I have not been to Tuscaloosa, but I hear it is quite a show. So that'll be uh, pretty wild to see those two brands getting together. All right, speaking of the brand, the brand of the NBA is going to find out tonight. Where Victor ends up. To the victor goes victor once they figure out ping pong balls and algorithms and percentages and those big old cards and envelopes. It's going to be Detroit, San Antonio, or Houston if the numbers matter. If the best percentage chance matters, it's one of those three teams that will get Victor Wembenyama. Zay, do you have any kind of gut on this thing? What are do or do you have a hope? Do you have a hope for the team where he ends up?
1: Yeah, y'all heard my views on the Spurs getting them. I don't think the Spurs did it organically. I think they traded JaJante Murray cuz they knew they wanted to tank this year. I thought the Rockets, as bad as they were, they played majority of their main guys most of the season. Kevin Porter Jr., Jabari Smith, um Jalen Smith, they played those guys. I mean, Jalen Green, excuse me. They played those guys majority of the year. So they didn't really make any trades to tank. And you look at Detroit, Cade Cunningham got hurt probably 10 games in, missed 90% of the season. So they just got a lot of bad luck. They were supposed to be decent this year with the guys that they brought in, Jaden Ivey and Duran and stuff like that. So if it falls to them, it would make the most sense, and that would make Detroit a very intriguing, kind of scary team, depending on how Cade Cunningham comes off that injury. So, yeah,
0: Victor and Cade. Yeah, that's yeah.
1: A, that's pretty good. So, you know, I everybody needs Victor Wembanyama. The question is, whoever gets him, what are the other teams going to do? Because I look at San Antonio, I mean – they would take Scoot Henderson because they would use a point guard. They got Keldon Johnson and Vassell. Both of those guys are wing-type players. I like Trey Jones, but he ain't no franchise point guard. He's a good backup point guard, just like his brother. His brother is the best mm-hmm. backup point guard in the league. Trey's going to be just like that probably majority of his career. So... They could use a Scoot Henderson, With Scoot Henderson, people are comparing him. I see Russell Westbrook. I see Derrick Rose. I see uh, Chris Paul type of IQ. If you see Scoot Henderson's built, he is swole as hell. He looks like a football player. He looks like a strong safety cam hmm. chancellor type. The guy is huge. He's way more than, I see, 195 pounds. He weighs way more than that. He's at least at 210, So maybe at this point.
0: Okay, so a big physical point guard. Yeah,
1: physical, super athletic. Obviously, he has to work on his shot a little bit. But if he gets that right, man, Scoot Henderson, that will be a steal because everybody will be looking at Victor Wimbenyama.
0: So for you, after Wimbenyama, Forget the team discussion for a second. Is there a clear, no doubt about it, second best player for you?
1: Yeah, I like screw Henderson.
0: You go Henderson. I go
1: Henderson. Okay. And then after that, I would go amen Thompson, one of the twins, the six-five-six-six six point guard that could be really good. We had Keenan Womack on a couple of weeks ago, and he was really high on amen Thompson. The thing about him is he played in that weird overtime league, which – They're 20 years old. They're playing against a lot of 16- and 17-year-olds in that league. So how NBA-ready is he right now? It's going to maybe take him a little bit, but his upside, you can't beat that. U of H's Jarrett Walker, he's very interesting because – what he did for Kelvin Sampson this year, a little bit of everything. He bought the ball up the court a couple of times. He could shoot from the outside. You know, he is a tweener, kind of like a Eric Gordon, but he has a lot more offensive game than Eric Gordon. He's a little bit... Less athletic, but he will step out, knock that jumper down, has a solid post game, and him being six foot seven, six foot eight, he's a matchup nightmare for certain guys. So I think the NBA game will be really good for Jarence Walker. Whoever gets him, that will be a good pick. This is a good draft. This is a really good draft. This is a big reason why Dylan Mitchell got pushed back a lot because before the season even started, college basketball season, G League, overseas, Dylan Mitchell was supposed to be a lottery pick, mm-hmm. and we know that he didn't have the season to where a lottery pick should be, but a lot of him getting put back his value was due to a lot of other guys stepping up and showing what they could do, like Cam Whitmore out of Villanova, who's going to go top 10, who's six seven and could do multiple things, put the ball on the court. People compare him to Jerry Stackhouse, which is a wild name. Wow. Jerry Stackhouse was nice coming out of Carolina playing for Dean Smith. You know, he had a weird free throw routine. That was odd. You remember when he would bend down really low? You were a mascot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would drop that ass Uh really low, and then he would come up and shoot it. But Jerry Stackhouse was nice, so if Whitmore could be anything like him, then that's a good steal. But overall, Rockets, San Antonio, Detroit, they're all banking on Whitbenyama, and – It's going to be interesting whoever gets him where the pieces are going to fall because even though I'm good on Scoot Henderson being number two – everybody's kind of indecisive on what comes after that, from Brandon Miller to the Thompsons. There's a UCF guy going around, Taylor Hendricks. That's Mm -hmm. catching a lot of people's eye. People are very intrigued on multiple guys. It's just that number two, especially with him coming from G League at night, Scoot Henderson, there's still question marks.
0: Yeah, that was the name I was going to ask you about, Taylor Hendricks. 6'9", forward, center out of Central Florida. Not a name I remembered, but in this mock I'm looking at, he's going four to Charlotte. Like, it's that, you know, highly thought of. Uh, So remember the names Scoot Henderson and Brandon Miller uh, right after, because whoever ends up second and third, those are a couple of the guys they're going to be looking at. How does Brandon Miller fit for you in the NBA in general? Forget about a team fit, but in general, how does he fit? And then do you see him working for – I know you said earlier you didn't think he would work in the San Antonio mindset maybe. What about Houston?
1: Yeah, yeah, he'd work in Houston. I mean, him and – Jabari Smith are really similar, who they got last year from Auburn, and both of those guys, SEC guys, obviously, but they're very similar where they could put the ball on the deck, they can shoot from the outside, they're really athletic. Sometimes you could orchestrate your offense and run it through them. It's just do you want to get a lot of those same type of guys or do you need something different? Are you sure about Kevin Porter Jr.? Because they act like they are, and – he shows flashes, but if they got the number two pick, I'd take Scoot Henderson. Jalen Green might not be happy. Kevin Porter Jr. might not be happy. But, oh, well, that's y'all's problem. It's the, he's the next best player. I We already got somebody like a Jabari Smith. so or We already got Jabari Smith. So, Brandon Miller, I don't know if that makes hmm. much sense. But it, it's it will be very interesting to see what the Rockets do if they don't get the number one pick because – I don't know if they're more sold on Smith or Kevin Porter Jr. We know they're sold on Green. They want to keep him. They think he could be a Kobe type. That's who he was getting compared to when he was coming out in the draft a couple of years ago, which he damn sure ain't no Kobe. He might have that athleticism, but he ain't no Kobe. But he has a lot of upside. I would say like a Zach Levine who plays for the Chicago Bulls who came out at UCLA. That's who Jalen Green probably could be ended up like if he becomes an all-perennial all-star like Zach. But I, if they're good on Kevin Porter Jr., then they'll they'll probably go the Brandon Miller route and not choose Scoot Henderson. If they're good on Jabari Smith, which I think they are, then they'll probably go I'm with Scoot, Scoot Henderson.
0: Okay, so then if you're the, in the Spurs front office, how does, if you don't get Victor Wimbenyama, what's the beginning of Plan B? How does Plan B start for San Antonio? Scoot.
1: Okay. You get scoop because they don't have a point guard. They don't have a franchise point guard. Like he's gonna be a franchise point guard, a guy you could build your team around. He has a lot of John Moran in them without the guns, so you, so you can... don't gotta worry about that. Uh,
0: <laughs> without know? the IG live, yeah, without the
1: IG live, uh-huh. has a lot of Russell Westbrook in him without the okay. wardrobe. A you kind, know?
0: Of, a kind of guy whose game will bring fans to the to the Hell arena. Yes, okay,
1: Yeah, something that the Spurs never really seen before. Like they've never had that flashy above-the-rim point guard, right. Which just hasn't been their way.
0: Their focus has always started down low. Yeah, down All low the or, way back to David, or, yeah. Yeah,
1: or a really big-time wing, like a Kawhi.
0: Yeah, that's true, right. Or you're adding in things. I mean, you added in – adding in, you know, Parker and Manu along the way was one thing, but you'd already established who your dog was with Duncan by that time.
1: Yeah, and yeah. when you have a franchise point guard – that's what makes other guys around the league say, okay, I want to go play for that guy. Yeah. It's true. That's what's really important about having a franchise point guard because it takes off so much pressure for your wings and your big men who don't have to worry about scoring, getting everybody involved, making sure everybody's in the right place when it comes to plays, being the leader of the team. Mm-hmm. You can just focus on what you do best as a wing, and maybe that's scoring, maybe that's getting to the rim, maybe that's defense, etc. But that's that's how it works in the NBA.
0: Plus, dude's name is Scoot. Like, who doesn't want to go show up and see that? His name is Scoot. Yeah. I, I've been watching basketball a long time. I don't remember Scoot ever showing up. He's scary good.
1: He's had some dunks in the G League where it's just like man you shouldn't be getting up like that. Like, D- that doesn't look real. Like Derrick Rose S type oh, stuff. Oh, okay.
0: Like he's for real. Well, you and you just made the reference to kind of that the Ja Morant type. Does it remind you is it that kind of freaky Freaky hops for a guy that size. Does it kind of have a jaw yeah. feel to I, it?
1: But it's different than jaw because Jock. jaw's a little skinny and light in the ass. Scoot is swole. So body. this is a
0: big physical. Yes. It's like a bouncy, even bouncier Russell Westbrook, just yes. physical. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Gotcha. Like I, he's probably just as bouncy as Russell Westbrook, but I don't think he's as fast as Russell. Okay. Like Russell from, you know, 94 feet him on the baseline to the other side, I don't think there's been many faster players in the history of the game than Russell Westbrook in his prime. I don't think he's quite that, but he has a lot of that in him.
0: Gotcha. All right, uh, a lot of good stuff with the NBA tonight. Again, if we uh, to reset it, it's 7 o'clock for the NBA draft lottery. Spurs fans and Rockets fans really feeling good about tonight. Mavs fans like me, 3% is more than zero, so you're telling me there's a chance. We'll be watching, too. 7 o'clock ESPN, the winner gets Victor Wembenyama. The others will be dealing with the Brandon Millers, the Scoot Hendersons, and others as the draft hits in June. You know, Chad,
1: you know who would be a good pick for y'all?
0: Huh, Mavs at 10? Yeah, if they well, end up in that yeah, 10 if area? If they end up
1: in that 10 area, Jordan Hawkins. Ah, yeah, UConn. Okay. Shooter. That'd be a solid pick. Oh, that'd okay. be a solid pick. I know they're looking for a big man, but I that there's not many big men in this draft. That would be a solid pick around that area. Okay. He's a lights out shooter and the way that Luka gets double teams and if they bring Kyrie back all that attention would leave guys open like him and you can't leave guys open like him.
0: Plus it's 2023 and he's a sophomore, so that makes him a super experienced player. Yeah. That's a lot of experience right now. Hey, he won a championship, so the moment ain't going to be too big for him. They're going to call him old man. He's a sophomore. Oh, my God. Uh, Draft lottery tonight at 7, 7.30. Lakers at Denver. Will the altitude matter in game one? How will Anthony Davis play? Is he ready to roll? What about LeBron and that ankle? And how will Denver look in this game? It's going to be fun to watch that matchup. Game one tonight we'll keep talking about that coming up at 205 we're hoping to visit with tony khan founder founder and owner of aew as they get ready for the event tomorrow night also we'll talk a little jags with him as well since he's still involved there. how does he find all the time for all this we're gonna find out and then uh, up next the flex segment two big baseball series are set the seven on seven event at lake travis we'll tell you where you can find all that information plus another big offer for adrian wilson sark you want to pay attention to this one It's the horn.
1: Chad and Zay.
0: Ah, a light 80s sax. Oh, there we go. like, God, I know that voice. What's the name of the song? Take Me to Heart. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Take Me to Heart. Hey, Yeah, yeah. Um, Quarterflash? There we go. There we go. Yeah. She had a really cool voice. I don't know what her name is in Quarterflash, but... Great, cool uh, cool voice back in the day. All right, quarter flash, Eddie Money and Ozzy getting us started today. Um, Chad and Zay with you on this Tuesday. Draft lottery tonight. Somebody's getting Victor Wimbanyama. Uh, real quick, Zay, somebody texted a great question we haven't addressed today. 337-3776. Where do you think Victor wants to go? Somebody texted earlier. What do you think he's thinking?
1: Um, I would say... With his connection to Tony Parker, San Antonio.
0: Mm, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Like, uh, he's got to think Tony Parker's a big deal.
1: Oh, hell yeah. So, yeah. If you're from France and you don't know about Tony Parker, then you're in the wrong sport. Right. I'm, that's I'm, like, a, he is France basketball. It's
0: a good point. And therefore, if he's got that respect level for Tony Parker, he probably has it for Pop. And then, like you discussed earlier, and a lot of people have discussed, like, is this, is tonight going to determine... How much longer Pop wants to do this? He might argue that point, but deep down, is it going to be one of those where he thinks, man, if I get to coach a kid like this, I'll hang for a little while, see where it goes. And if he doesn't get that kid, does he think, who might be about time to to exit?
1: That's what I would do. That's how I would go about it. I mean, Tim Duncan, his first year in San Antonio, he was first team All-NBA, his rookie season. First team All-NBA, if you go look at that list, it's like Michael Jordan... Tim Duncan, like Tim Hardaway.
0: Yeah, LeBron didn't do it. LeBron
1: didn't do he that. He just
0: had the 19 in a row, but we we mentioned it. His rookie year, he didn't make he it. He did not
1: make that yeah. list. And then Tim Duncan won a championship the year after. Now, it was the lockout ring, but nobody looks at it as a lockout ring. It's the fifth, one of the fifth or five championships sure. that they won. So, yeah, I, if I'm pop. And we get Wimba, I'm sticking around.
0: Yeah, we'll see. That's going to be a a wild night tonight. NBA will turn for one team in a big way tonight with Victor Wimbanyama. All right, uh, let's get you a Flex segment, a little baseball, a little football, and a big question Zay just brought up with something he sent me on Twitter. Let's go. Flex ATX, for the best high school sports coverage. Listen to the horn and go to flxatx.com. Flex 30 is brought to you by... Brain Vault. Brain Vault is a revolutionary and patented mouth guard that has been proven to help reduce the risk of concussion. Visit BrainVault.com and join the movement. Yeah, they do some crazy things in recruiting. We will get to that. But uh, speaking of recruiting, I just want to keep everybody updated on this since we mentioned uh, Adrian Wilson, the talented receiver from Weiss weeks ago. We started talking about that offer list of his. It continued to grow, and it continued to grow. And in the state of Texas, it included UTSA and it included Tech. Recently it was TCU. We mentioned the Oregon offer. We mentioned Ole Miss and now Zay, he's adding a Big 12 offer and an SEC offer. The Big 12 offer is from Kansas. The SEC offer is from Texas A&M. I'm just letting you and all the Longhorn fans and Mr. Sarkeesian and the new wide receivers coach know that Adrian Wilson of Weiss has not been offered by Texas, but he has been offered by AM. So, Adrian, if you're out there, I just need you to know what Zay said the other day is absolutely <laughs> true. Those early relationships are what matters. That's what matters. It's who loved you first. It's who cared, not who's there at the finish line. It's who was there early on, Zay. That's what really matters.
1: Yeah, I don't like it. Congrats to the kid, but I don't like it. You don't think he can make one-handed catches at College Station? Oh, I definitely think he can make one-handed catches at College Station. Big but time. I will tell him, look at your quarterback situation. Oh, how dare you. And look at the one down here. Mm, Sometimes be patient.
0: It's not a bad argument, actually. <laughs>
1: Sometimes yeah. you should just be patient. Yeah. And Sark and those guys will come around. Chris Jackson, they'll come to a couple of games this year to check them out, you know, themselves. Yeah firsthand, because they can do that. They're right up the road. And when that happens, them offers will start coming
0: in. We will see how the offer list changes. We've said it since the very beginning when we started talking about Adrian Wilson. You see the videos. You see that. It just You could see that talent right away, and now more and more schools are seeing it. Congratulations to Adrian Wilson on those offers, and obviously uh, hope he makes the decision that's right for him. Adrian is a class, and if I'm not mistaken, he's class of 25. So again, we are still talking about two more seasons. Yeah, class of twenty five, two more seasons of high school football. There's a long way from happening. So just keep that in mind as we talk about Adrian Wilson. But uh, looks like a very talented young man. All right. So um, the other, uh, we got some other notes for you here in the flex. Uh, Westlake Spring Game Thursday at five. If you want to go check that out. Other spring games happening this week, and uh, you can check those out: FLX, ATX on socials. The baseball series that San Antonio Johnson team that took uh, Zay's Bowie Bulldogs out—they're taking on Lake Travis in the next round. Game one Thursday at seven at Concordia. If you're a Westlake or Round Rock fan, that matchup is happening. Dragons and Shaps, and the Dragons get a first chance at home Thursday, seven thirty at Round Rock. They'll turn around Friday and do it at Westlake. If they need to, they'll go to Concordia on Saturday. You can check out all those schedules at FLXATX on your social media. And if you want to get super nerdy, seven on seven get seven on sevens get cranked up this weekend over at Lake Travis Day. For those people that want to go check out a little seven on seven, I did this for the first time last year. It was a lot of fun to check out some of the skill talent. With seven on sevens, uh, I'm going to double-check the schedule, and I might be able to get over there Saturday morning. If you go to FlexATX.com, flxat you can see the full schedule. Game one's at 8.30, game twos at 9.15, game three's at 10 o'clock, and then they go into uh, the semifinals and the championship. It's a lot of fun, and you're pretty much clear by noon. You get out there nice and early when it's cool, you're pretty much clear by noon or one, somewhere in there, and... Lake Travis, Westlake, Bastrop, Vandegrift, San Marcos, Bowie, Dripping Springs, just to name a few, are there. Huddo's there. A lot of good teams showing up.
1: Yeah, we all know 7-on-7 seven seven is the new wave. It's how these quarterbacks, wide receivers, running backs, kind of how they build the chemistry before the real season starts. And, yeah, they you also build that camaraderie off the field because you're competing with guys that you're going to be competing with when the fall comes around. So it's just a different type of friendship that they get. And, yeah, it's becoming more and more popular with these tournaments.
0: Yeah, it really is. A lot of fun to watch if you want to go check that out. Out, uh, if you don't remember last year, just to give you the, the perspective, last year the seven on seven winner for the whole state ended up being DeSoto. Ah, the Jonte Cook, Wisner, that group, that team is what is who won it all. Makes sense. Yep, there you go. And Jonte Cook made the last catch to win the championship mm. yeah. He yeah he's i he, right. he kind of wanted the ball uh did did a good job all right so uh flex segment we do it every day at 1 30 and let's link this up to recruiting because you know schools will do a lot of things to impress recruits and zay we're seeing it so much more now than when i was growing up even when we saw the social media era begin kids go to these schools on visits, it's not just visit anymore. It's not just, oh, let's have the announcer give them the love. Like I I started watching Blue Chips last night. It's not just that. It's not just, and now starting for the Texas Longhorns. It's not just that. Now you put them in full gear, and they take pictures, and they send it out on social media. But you just sent me something that is a wild idea, from a big blue blood in college football, and we'll have Longhorn fans go check this out. I'll retweet it and uh, and see what they think about it. But you uh, you tell everybody what this is, and then we'll talk about it.
1: Yeah, Georgia, on their visits, they are putting their recruits in an alternate, different helmet than the classic red that they normally rock. It is a all-white helmet with a red stripe, on one side in the middle of the helmet and a black stripe on the other side in the middle of the helmet. And not going to lie, Chad, with the white on white, this is absolutely fire. You like it? Now, I'm a little biased because these are buoy colors. So I've always loved buoy colors, the black, red, the white. Same with the Chicago Bulls. like Michael Jordan made those colors really famous, Mm -hmm. especially with all the kicks you could wear with that, like (laughs) the Jordans and stuff like that. They were always Jordan-colored because they were Bulls colors, so it fit. So whenever you see Jays come out, most likely they're Bulls colors, and it just looks better, and that's what it reminds me of. It reminds me of just absolute heat. Like, Georgia did this that I'll be very impressed.
0: As a Longhorn fan, does it make you think another big blue blood is trying to take your whole white helmet vibe? No, cuz y'all are one of the few blue bloods of college football that have a white helmet. No. And y'all are I mean that's that's part of your trademark. Yeah. Okay. No, I
1: don't think so. This is very different.
0: So for you, I'll just keep going back to it cuz you know I love to ask these type of questions. For you as a Texas fan, would you take that idea and use it as your own? Black, burn orange. No. Gray. No. You guys are white right now, so you'd have to go to another color. Yeah. It's still a no? No. Okay. Now, remember, Georgia has actually messed around in the past with a couple of things. They had a god-awful silver helmet one time a few years <laughs> ago. It was wretched. It was one of the worst things I've ever seen.
1: That they played it?
0: Oh, yeah. In a game. In a bowl, I think. And I screamed and yelled at them, you're Georgia. What the hell are you doing? Why would you wear those hats? Here's what I'll say about that. I think it's okay for Georgia to wear that for on two conditions. One, because you still got the G on there. They didn't go too crazy. They didn't put like an alternate bulldog or something. The only circumstance, though, they're allowed to wear a helmet like that is against a lesser team. You cannot wear that helmet against certain teams. You can't wear it in a cocktail party. You can't wear it to play Tennessee. You certainly couldn't wear it to play Bama. Non-con, bad team. I'll let you do it. You play Chattanooga, wear whatever you want. I don't care. What about Vanderbilt? I'll let you do it against Vandy. Yes. Because right. with all due respect, that's a lesser team even in the SEC. Play Vandy, play Missouri, do whatever you want. What about Kentucky? Uh yes, I'll put Kentucky mm-hmm. on that side too. Okay, that's they're on that side of the boundary line. Kentucky, because Kentucky goes with a lot of weird stuff: chrome face masks and bright blue. Oh, they're a
1: basketball and, school. They'll do whatever. Yeah, do whatever. That that whatever. Right?
0: Matter. Yes, you can do it against Kentucky, but don't go messing. Like, don't do that. Uh, like when they play Texas, don't you dare? Nah. Don't you dare think about it when you're playing a team that's also got a brand status.
1: And they won't do it. I mean, I'm looking at the gray helmets that you're talking about. Very suspect. Bad move by them. But they those do. Those things go, are ugly, yeah. man. Didn't
0: like those at all. And they put a stupid stripe in the middle. Yes. Are you seeing how thick part. that stripe was in the middle? Yeah,
1: that's the worst part.
0: You brought up the best part of this helmet too. That black white black, white, red, or sorry from the front of the helmet, red, white, and black stripe over the top, that's what makes it look clean and badass. That's the well-done part of that, and that that's what made the Georgia people think oh, maybe we'll show this to a recruit and see what they think
1: Well, I haven't seen a black helmet for Georgia They do rock the black uniform every once in a while, which I like
0: Yeah, but the black black uni and leaving the red helmet looks so good It looks really good. good Yeah, with that the gray that, pants, it looks good. Yeah, that I, I like wouldn't that mess. look. I wouldn't mess with that.
1: But yeah, I'm with you. Just in big games, don't rock it. You can rock it in lesser games and yeah, never black with the Texas Longhorns
0: ever. Yeah, certain, yeah, certain teams just going to leave it alone. We all know the the ultimate's uh, have become Texas and to a lesser degree K-State over the years. They just don't. They're not messing they're not doing it. We've seen, we've seen a K- Georgia with the one we were talking about with the silver. We've seen Nebraska mess around. We've seen Ohio State mess around. Michigan's kept it pretty solid. They've done a couple things, but they really don't mess with that helmet much at all. Yeah, it's not like Michigan's rolling out there in a yellow helmet or a white helmet or something like that. Texas, Michigan, K State—they've all kept to this. K State went white though a couple years ago. Remember that? With uh, white? it was either early in the climate or late in Bill Snyder. They rolled a white helmet with the purple cat on it. What I've seen, it yes, they've done it in the last few years. It actually looked pretty sharp.
1: Yeah, K State, they have no. That does look
0: clean. Yeah. I
1: see the Deuce Bond 22 on it.
0: And they're not, obviously, they're not a legendary blue blood, so they they can mess around a little bit, but they don't like to. Bill Snyder really made them into, no, this is what we wear.
1: Well, when you have TCU in your conference with similar colors and all the crazy stuff they do with their red, throwing it in with the purple and they'll yeah. go black. Like TCU has a lot of different
0: uniforms
1: it could allow Kansas State not to go a little crazy, you know?
0: By the way, did you see the rollout Oklahoma State did the other day with the stuff they're going to do this year? No. Once again, knocked it out of the park. They're one of my favorite Changeling teams. They never seem to go two weeks in a row doing the same thing, but they're nailing it again, man. The great combos. Everything looks right. All the, per- all the little details. The script cowboy on one. We got Pistol Pete on another. Yeah, Somet- like sometimes it's orange and sometimes it's black and sometimes it's white yeah. and sometimes there's a sheriff's badge. But it always looks <laughs> great. They they get it every time. Go check out this Georgia thing. Zay is at ain't that underscore Zay. I'm at C Hastings one zero four nine. And we both tweeted that out there uh, to get your thoughts on it. A white Georgia helmet that they are throwing on the recruits. Would they dare wear it? in a game. Now
1: now you know which team that will never do this, but they need to look into it. A lot like Texas mm. never wearing black, Michigan going all yellow. Oh with the what? <laughs> what with the with the same helmet but all yellow, yellow jersey. Oh, oh, you're saying shorts. leave the helmet alone. Leave the helmet alone. Leave okay. the helmet alone. Just we play Purdue. We'll rock it. You want me to go like an Oregon look? Not yellow Oregon, on yellow. It's yellow on yellow with the blue. The blue will
0: still be showing. Make sure blue numbers. Okay, but maze maze on the jersey and the pants. Is that what you're saying? Maybe blue pants. Yellow on yellow might be too see, much. There you Maybe go. Blue pants. Now I can draw you back into the old school vibe. That's all. I, I don't. I have no problem with crazy bright jerseys. Just you don't need the pants too. You don't. It's not. You don't have to do it because their rival, Ohio State, when they go black. That's a clean look. It does look pretty sharp. It
1: looks sharp as hell. They'll always do it against an Indiana or Rutgers or something like that. Yeah,
0: like they should. Yeah. Yeah, they they do that good. But it's fire. They should never do it against Michigan. But, uh, yeah, that's – and then I don't love that idea. If I was an Ohio State fan, I'd be a little, you know, stuffy and say, no, man, we're – See, that's why you
1: ain't we, got
0: no style now. We wear – thank you. We wear <laughs> a silver helmet. That is what we do. We're Ohio State. But, no, they'll change it a little bit too. All right, uh, there's some thoughts for you in this uh, in this flex segment and a little bit of that recruiting angle with Georgia. Interesting stuff there. All right, where are we at in society? Coming up with Zay, and then at 205, Tony Khan of AEW to talk about the event coming to the Moody Center tomorrow. Maybe a little Jags question mixed in there as well. How does he find – Time to do it all. Tony Khan will try to explain it to us a little later on the horn. Join the USA Weightlifting Fellowship.
1: Chad and
0: Zay. Ah, it's a great song. That's good stuff. All right. Um, I think. Ah. uh, I think this is one of the two big dogs. So let me see. Temptations. Nope. Close. Four tops. Nope. Those are my two guesses. What do you got? The Spinners. Dead gummit. Okay, it wasn't one of the two I was thinking of. The Spinners. It's a great song. Great song. That's the type of, that is the type of act I've never listened to an entire album. I've never heard an entire album of temps, tops, spinners, coasters, whatever, you you know, the whole, that kind of genre of, what would you call that? Like the, what do they call them? The, um, just that. Like Motown era. Kind of that Motown group. Soul era. Ensemble. Yeah, that soul yeah. group, the, the really cool stuff. I've never heard a whole album of it, though. I always hear the songs here and there. I never, have never sat down for the whole record. Uh, it's great stuff, though. That one is, that's an all timer right oh, there. That's a jam. That one just lives really well, even in 2023. The Spinners, Quarter Flash, Eddie Money, and Ozzy have been on the show today. Somebody texted when you played Quarter Flash and just typed Q Flash. Ah. That was it. Big quarter flash fan out there. All right, very cool. All right, Uh, we hope you are having a good Tuesday. Tony Khan, founder and co-owner of AEW, coming up at two oh five. I'm gonna try not to nerd out too much. With crazy wrestling questions, but uh, we want to talk to him about coming to the Moody Center and how excited they are, um, you know, with AEW right now. Uh, I also want to ask him about Mark Henry because now Mark Henry's associated with AEW. We talked to Mark last week, and Mark's got the big event coming up this week. I want to find out when did Tony Khan meet Mark Henry? What was that like? When did that relationship start? Um, and I'd uh, love to get his thoughts on Mark coming up. All right, right now, though, let's get you where we're at in society. Zay's got something to talk about. Here we go.
1: Where are we at in society today?
0: All right, Zay, you just hit me with a white Georgia helmet. Where could you possibly go after that?
1: Yeah, more ignorance for where we at today. Oh, well, no. one side ignorance, the other trying to find peace and love. Former Steelers running back Le'Veon Bell went on the podcast and suggested that he wants to box against former Bengals linebacker Vontez Burfitt. (laughs) We all know Vontez Burfitt has become famous for his illegal hits during his time with the Bengals, most famously known for knocking out Antonio Brown. And a lot of people are... A lot of people say that Vontez is the reason why Antonio Brown is crazy now from that hit. Yeah,
0: and I guess he hit Le'Veon
1: Bell hard back during those playing days too. Because
0: there's not a stealer walking back in those days. He didn't hit hard. Okay, well, I mean,
1: but I didn't legally, realize there was one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Le'Veon clearly wants to fight. Well, Vontez says he is a changed man, so he wants to take a different approach. Mm-hmm. He wrote back to Le'Veon Bell, "Why are we looking to fight?" Why not show everyone we, all caps, can change the narrative? Let's show the world we can squash the beef in other ways than boxing. Let's meet and compete on the golf course, get some charities involved, so we can help people in need and show kids that we resolved our differences to make the world a better place.
0: I'm glad Vontez Perfect found the caps lock key. I mean, that's exciting. Right? Lots of wheat, wheat.
1: What? Yeah, I don't know why he did that. St- uh, I don't know why he cap locked. There were three different wees in there and he put all three in all caps.
0: I don't know if this is going to happen to me at some point. Old people just love to yell on social media. Even when they're not yelling, they love to do it. Capital letters, exclamation points, I everywhere. I don't think they get it. I don't either. I don't either. One of these days, I'm just going to sit my mom down and try to explain it to her. She sends me these yelling texts. I know that's not what she means. So glad to hear y'all had a great weekend. Why are you yelling at me? My pops
1: would do that every once in a while. i be like, hey, pops, this and that. he will reply, I know. <laughs> right. Like, I'm like, all right. Yeah, okay. cool. All right. Yeah.
0: Calm down. <laughs> yeah, <that's>, okay. <laughs> just, just some old head stuff. If this was a, a more, how do I say this? If this was a stealer that, Steeler fans embraced more, they might actually pay for that pay-per-view if it was a fight. Cause they'd like to see somebody get a little revenge on perfect but it wouldn't be Antonio Brown because they don't connect with him anymore. And I don't really think they connect with Le'Veon Bell anymore because of the way he treated him. So now if this was like Paul Malu fighting perfect I think Steelers fans would come out of the woodworks to pay for that.
1: Yeah, they'd be with that.
0: Joey Porter I could see doing it, James Harrison. James,
1: oh, now man. that would be
0: the one. Can we get James Harrison and Vontez Burfict to wrestle or fight or <laughs> anything physical?
1: Hines Ward, he was dirty.
0: Hines, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if Hines. I don't know if any of those guys actually should be fighting right now. Vontez is probably right to bring up golf. Let's just calm down.
1: But look at him, changed man. He's not that angry guy that he once was. He got find a lot of money. And he's trying to say, you know what, instead of boxing, let's show these kids that we could be responsible adults and get over beef yeah. and do something for charity on the golf course.
0: I like it. Here's what they need to do they need to get a whole bunch of the villains together and have a villains golf event. They need to get James Harrison. They need to get Joey Porter, especially since his son just got drafted by the Steelers, and then get Bengals on one side, Steelers on the other side, call up the Ravens and see if they're interested. Do like a big see if Ray Lewis wants to show up and just do a big villain golf outing. Ray
1: Lewis ain't no villain. Can't we
0: all just get along? I mean, he might have killed somebody, but he ain't no villain. Did you just say Ray Lewis is not a villain? Ray How Lewis dare is like you?
1: beloved in the NFL. That's not in the in our AFC North.
0: He's beloved by Baltimore people. Yeah. <laughs> you try to say Ray That's Lewis's not- name around my wife and tell me if he's a That's villain or not.
1: But not. part of the AFC North, I had to correct myself. That's not a Bengals or Steelers fan okay. or a Browns fan outside of that outside division. Outside of that division, I everybody know. kind of loves Ray Lewis. I'm gonna guess Patriots
0: fans don't. I'm just gonna yeah. guess. I'm guessing. Yeah. I'm just guessing. You
1: made life rough for him a little bit.
0: But I would love to see. I would. I would pay a little money on pay per view and help raise some money if Vontez Burfict and James Harrison did anything, anything. Just let the two of them do talk, fight, throw stuff. Play darts. I don't care. <laughs> Dominoes. They, they, those those guys, man. When they were in that run, they were two of the best villains out there, and probably villainized sometimes unnecessarily, and sometimes it was necessary or you know unwarranted. Sometimes it was warranted. Who's the all-time Cowboys villain? The all-time Cowboys villain. Wow. If you're not a Cowboys fan, let me know. But is it, is it Irvin? I mean, you're saying every all positions are yeah. on the board. My he, he would be, I
1: guess, the most obnoxious during the runs when they were winning. My
0: guess would be Michael Irvin. I can't think of anybody on defense. Like, way back in the day, was it maybe Hollywood Henderson for some people? Okay. Because he was really flashy mm-hmm. and good. That Those are my two guesses. Y'all let me know. If you're not a Cowboys fan, who do you consider the all-time Cowboys Greg Hardy. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Game over. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, he was man. a Cowboy for 12 seconds okay oh. <laughs> nate newton nate newton's not a villain what are you talking about Nate Newton was tough somebody texted me in all capital letters i'm not yelling chad exclamation points okay sorry <laughs>
1: <laughs> my dad just texted me stop all caps <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, that's awesome. Shout out to CC and his caps lock. Coach. I need to get CeCe to uh, talk to Sylvia about calming hers down. <laughs> Sylvia yells at you on the text, man. Let's everybody know how happy she is. All right, coming up, your 2 o'clock hour starts with Tony Khan of AEW. We'll talk about the event coming to town tomorrow, the big event coming to Wembley Stadium, and the growth of AEW. Don't move. It's the horn.